0: yo 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 i want to welcome everyone back to another episode of frankly speaking i'm your host t hart and as promised we're going to change the format do some things different this year well you won't you won't believe who i got with me today i got a good friend and a great host uh one of the best producers that i know of matter of fact he may be the only producer that i know of in the podcast (laughs) game (laughs) hey from the critically acclaimed show the floor Is your podcast I got Flex, the producer, on this week. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Yeah, give him a hand. That's what I'm talking about. Good guy. Good guy. Well, what we're going to get into this week, uh, as recording this episode, it is uh, it is Monday. And Sunday was the kickoff of the NFL regular season. Um, one of the things I told you guys I want to do this year was interview friends, uh, strangers, whoever I can. And just what happened, Flex is a great. A huge Cowboy fan. And, wow, we got a lot to talk about as it pertains to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, We had had all summer to hear Coach McCarthy. We had all summer to hear Jerry Jones. We had all summer to hear Dak Prescott. And, unfortunately, we had all summer to hear Stephen A. Smith. You know, so we (laughs) hear it all. (laughs) So, I guess – to introduce a flex I'll have him come on and uh talk a little bit about himself and then we'll get into the interview yeah. so flex take it away brother yeah so I won't bore y'all
1: with details about me because we know everybody want to hear about the cowboys right he yeah, said so just a little bit about me man you know <laughs> you already told me why I am. I'm on flex producer right. real name is Gerard where I'm the uh, founder and producer at the floor is podcast where we talk about a number of topics dealing uh, with our community from finances to relationships, to politics and social issues, money management, um, real estate, man, travel, a number of things. So it's good to be on here switch gears a little bit, man, and talk about sports.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's glad to have you. And that's why I wanted to get into this lane because I didn't see a lot of sports. It- Is now, especially with ESPN, using those athletes, they pick up a lot of podcasts, the Pivot, the I Am Athlete. So there's an avenue for it. And sports is a gift that keeps on giving. You know, every week it's a different topic you can talk about. But Um, you know
1: what? I'll say this about that, though, man. Even uh, though these athletes, you know, they got a leg up on just the lay people like us. Right. But a lot of them aren't accessible. So that's I think that's our advantage, man, that we can reach just the normal people. Man, it's good to hear the athletes but some of that stuff is so scripted and they pay right, for right. the corporate sponsors so I listen to a lot of your stuff man well, and I yours is not that. watered down by you know what you can and can't say because it's not politically correct or exactly. or a number of other issues that you have to consider so I'm just saying that say that people that want to do their podcast like don't get discouraged because the athletes are out there dominating that um arena right now
0: exactly and I appreciate that and all it did was motivate me and uh pushing me to change my um I'm going more aggressive toward acquiring interviews from people but like you yeah. said the key is getting up interviews from lay people to see what the average person is thinking yeah. about it you know because we all feel like we're experts when we watch the game right when we, we watch are, the man. game hey you missed that wide open receiver why didn't you see that so yeah. yeah I mean I get it so I guess we'll get into this my uh my first question is I guess let's go into the Dallas Cowboys um I'm not going to come in from a hating perspective. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to ask you from the beginning of, you know, the Los Angeles Rams won the Super bowl last year. Yeah. We know they didn't stand pat. I don't know why the Cowboys thought that they could stand pat with what they had and so the new term is run it back. I don't know what they thought about that. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? On the yeah, Cowboys?
1: I mean, you know, um, one of the discussions we had before the show even started, we talked about profit sharing and all that and not to get into that prematurely. But I think when you got a team that's so focused on that piece as well, the financials of it, something's going to suffer. You know, you can't put a hundred percent into multiple things. So with them focusing on the money and all this stuff right there, you know, with Jerry being the GM and the owner, I think it takes away from his ability or the time that he can spend and building a, a winning product. Exactly. So, you know, at the same time, he's trying to figure out the money piece, which is important piece of it. But, man, you got to get players. If you're going to win, you got to get winning players on there. So I look at what we had last year compared to what we have this year, and the one thing that stands out the most is Amari.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Amari was our lead receiver, man, and he was a stud, man, over the- mm-hmm. since he's been here with um, us here in Dallas. So much so that they gave him a good a contract. What two years ago they gave him a lot right. of money, man. Mm-hmm. I Only to let him go for a yeah. fifth rounder, man. And it's it just the one thing that made me um, just kind of like grimace a little bit is like, who's going to replace him? Mm-hmm. You got you got uh, Gallup, man. He's yeah. recovering from a, a hamstring. I mean, an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. And you got C D Lamb, who's a stud, but he's inconsistent. Okay. So exactly. I mean, just when you look at it on paper, man, I was worried from the jump. I never yeah. bought it to that oh, we're gonna run it back with what we got and
0: be a better team. Right. I, but I
1: just didn't see it.
0: Because when you look at it, like you said, they brought in a James Washington from Pittsburgh. Yeah. He was the third receiver behind Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Yeah. He he didn't really get a lot of stats. The one thing that Amari Cooper bought to the offense, he was a professional route runner. Yeah he knew okay. where to sit down in the zone, he knew when to stretch the top off the defense. He was a red zone threat even though he wasn't big like Mike Evans 65, he was a definitely a great red zone threat. And yeah. you know, quarterbacks are like um, Linus Linus on Charlie Brown, right? That comfort blanket. They got to have that blanket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> they made Amari yeah. Cooper made Dak look a lot more comfortable. Absolutely. Um, exactly. Um as far as the, um, I mean, they did have injuries, but a lot of teams have injuries, and, I, and I'm not speaking about Dak injuries. Um Is it Tyron Smith, that guy? You know, yeah. he's been hurt a lot. You you brought up Gallup. He's been hurt a lot, actually. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but, you, hey, it's a 53-man roster, right?
1: Yeah. But <laughs> these are at the skilled positions, man. That's right. the issue. Okay, yeah, you can, you know, stack the box at defensive tackle and rotate them and keep them mm-hmm. fresh. But this skill position, you got nobody that can throw the ball. And remember, I know the focus is on Dak, and it should be the quarterback. But Dak don't throw for 4,450 yards last year without a number one and a real, real good number two threat.
0: Right. I agree 100%. And C.D. Lamb is not that professional route runner yet. That's what yeah. we know about him. And he will make drops. He will drop. Key situations, he will drop.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and his his biggest threat is after the catch. Right. So the thing is, if you're already dropping the ball, then your number one threat is is a non issue now, man. So right. Again, and it I don't think they have the um the staff there to develop the talent. I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't think it, they have. That.
0: You say that um, one of the glaring things I noticed yesterday on the weekend of the teams, the new coaches are here, man. All this recycling the same old coaches man i mean look at the giants look at the miami dolphins look at the minnesota vikings look at the chicago bears (laughs) (laughs) all these new coaches with new energy you know yeah yeah i mean who would have thought that miami dolphin coaches half the age of belichick without belichick belichick and i don't
1: necessarily have an issue with that my right. problem is that at the skill positions, though, man, you gotta have people that understand the intricacies of right. those positions. Like you talk about Amari being able to find that zone and sit down in there. And he's not yeah. a big guy. And I think about what Jerry Rice and yeah. those guy was, well, even in their latter years, man, they didn't have the speed, but they was amazing route
0: runners. Well, you yeah. Know, Michael Irvin, he made it in all fame off the slant route. You know, he's to go and sit down third and eight, he's gonna get the first, yeah. And
1: Uh, he had the size, you know. I saw
0: it last night. Michael Evans for the Buccaneers, uh, he would run around, turn around, and all Brady would have to do is put it in his body. There's no way you can get around it, you can't get to him, yeah. Right? Even Julio Jones like he had something left, didn't he? Yeah, (laughs) and not only that, man,
1: I'll say this about Dallas too, and this is is true of any team. Mm -hmm. I don't care how good your talent is, if the coaching. Is not a is not up to par. If the play calling, if the game management sucks, man, your team is gonna suffer. Yeah. There's only been a few people that I think that was able to outplay bad coaching. I think about the last Super Bowl that Dallas won with uh, Barry Switzer. Yeah, you
0: know, he's <laughs> he's, he won off talent, man. You know, here's an example of cruise control. All he had to do was just get in the car yeah. and keep it in the road.
1: Yeah, man. I think Kellen Moore, man, he's good at stats. If you need somebody just to put numbers up, yeah. but you know, it, it's not just the yards that you're going to toss, man. You got to score, you got to have games, clock management, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, to deal with McCarthy, right. you know, what's been said on, on that, oh, and then man. discipline, man. How, man, we started yes. off, man, we ended <laughs> with high penalties. <laughs> and last night, I'm like, man, here we go again. Hey, before Let's the
0: game, him. I did not know who the hell number 78 was. But <laughs> oh, I know true. now, that dude got three or four, back to back. Yes. I mean, I was like, 78. Yeah, You know, your boy Jimmy you know, Justin would have cut him years ago. He would have just cut it. Yes. Just, or at least six right going. There, yeah, yeah that's just coaching, keep
1: going. man. So, again, man, you got these – um. McCarthy, I mean, he was out the league for a reason. For whatever right. reason. That's so what I'm just, saying. He thought I mean, he could res- resurrect his career and come <laughs> in and win, man. And, you know, I don't know, man, it, it's just, it's, it's bad. I'm a fan, make no mistake, but I'm a realist too. So I'm not that fan that, right. that every year, like this I hear, this I hear. Yeah, yeah, but that's I mean, my brother,
0: you know, he's, a, he's a realist. I got a brother and he's a Cowboy fan, but he, he understands that the yeah. what he's looking at the product and what Jerry's selling the fans every year. Is ridiculous, and that's where it gets sad for me is the Cowboys don't change with the times. Yeah, um, building the draft is great, but that's why people got Amazon and fast food windows now. Everybody wants stuff now, you know. That's a good point. it's It's no secret, I'm a Denver Bronco fan. I don't think we're gonna win the championship this year, but we went out and got Russell Wilson as a fan. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, what did the Cowboy fans have to be excited about? Like, think about what you just said. You're a realist. You realistically didn't have anything to be excited about because Zeke can't get no younger or no faster. You so, know? so
1: that was really the one thing to be excited about is could Zeke return to form? Right. And which brings me to another subject. Uh-huh. When, you, when you're um, running a ball with success, how do you go away from that? Right. You know, we started off running the ball. so right. And, you know, Zeke, seven yards, six yards. Then a trick play.
0: <laughs> did <laughs> you see that double know. reverse in the pros? And now you brought up something about Kellen Moore earlier. Yeah. I don't have faith in Kellen Moore because I was, I'm was i old enough to remember he was the quarterback at Boise State that yeah. did the Statue of Liberty play. If you did the Statue of Liberty play, you ain't no damn offensive yeah. coordinator. <laughs>
1: Room at, man.
0: Yeah, he said that when he threw the ball, had the ball behind his back and all that shit, yeah. man, get out of here with that. Yeah. So he did yeah. a triple reverse in the backfield yesterday last. I said, oh, my God.
1: this After you is- just were successful with the run. <laughs> right. I'm like, what are you doing? And that's what everybody kept saying. And Jones even said, hey, it's, it's going to go off for Zeke. If Zeke can have uh-huh. you know, a good run, um, uh-huh. rhythm, we'll be okay. Right. At least
0: it gives you a chance with the play action. Well, you s- you say that. What happened to Pollard? They didn't – because last year they run Zeke and they run Pollard as a change of pace back. You know, run Pollard off tackle and he got the opportunity to create the match where you pull in the guard, pulling the tackle, where you got an opportunity. If he get against somebody, he can make one yeah. move and he's gone. We so, saw several plays last year where Pollard broke it.
1: So last night what you saw was them putting him out at receiver and – rotating them out and, and use it. so again man this dude man it, it looks good on paper and you like wow man what a mastermind but at the end of the day I believe the game is won between the tackles. If you right. can't run that ball man right like like they did on us it, I
0: mean and yes man. Little for that, he had
1: like a hundred some yards in the yeah, third dial court, back
0: to dial back the clock sure did. Yeah it's that's interesting man. Like I kind of like I alluded to earlier man the Cowboys did not change with the times they don't and historically they don't believe in getting free agency I mean you talk about you going back to like Dion TO. if you ask yourself what free agents had they bought in it hadn't been many and yeah. they and and look I'm gonna give them credit they can draft they can draft they ass off you know they now. they do yeah they hitting the draft they really do but you got to have that like you said earlier to get over the top you need that one piece Um, why is why isn't OBJ on your radar? I know he's not healthy, but you don't even hear nothing about the Cowboys even thinking about it, you know.
1: Especially considering how depleted we are at rock Exactly. It's too
0: many. How come they didn't go get Julio Jones? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh people like the Rams and the Buccaneers, they don't worry about no, they just go get people. Yeah. (laughs) They
1: need them, they get them. Think about um even Von Miller, man. Who yeah, expressed interest in coming to Dallas, and what did he? From, with?
0: He from Texas, yes. Wanted right. to come
1: here. End with four four sacks his first game, right?
0: And a, and a different difference maker sacks too. It wasn't just a quiet. He was yeah. he was disruptor, uh-huh. you yeah. yeah. So my thing is, if
1: you're already um, stretched and stretched that on offense, you need the defense to stud up. And he right. had an opportunity. I mean, he wasn't gonna come in for dirt cheap, but he was gonna mm-hmm. give a hometown discount. Just right to come and down.
0: especially if you and he is if michael parsons is what everybody say he is and he looks the part yeah the offense is gonna just overload that side he he won't really make it he had a good game last night but i'm just saying if you get something on the other end that could take i don't know because i don't know where you at what is his name demarcus lawrence he's decent but it's Ben-J,
1: man that, I, I linebackers outside of parsons That's oh man. you
0: good know yeah he ain't got enough weight in this pan. and we don't got to and he stayed injured
1: man he got ever yeah. since he had that neck injury after his uh-huh. rookie season you know i'm I, I just man you literally have uh uh von miller in your hands man all you got to do is, is make that hey
0: i i believe this even though it hurts me to say this i believe a lot of people <laughs> i hate to say this damn it are secretly cowboy fans like i mean just think about lebron james he ended up in the Dallas. Or you heard about like Von Miller or whatever. If the yeah. star come calling, they're gonna answer. Oh, yeah. They're gonna listen. They're gonna listen. Yeah, gonna listen. To
1: what it's say. good for um other money you know, endorsements. The the fame. Well, after the music career, music.
0: look at look at all your look. Pretty much everybody in the booth now just yeah. about are cowboys. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and that's that's a part of it. So I get it. right. I get mm-hmm. it. But you know, unfortunately, the other part is you're probably not gonna win.
0: So Jerry Jones, we. <clears throat> Say is probably a victim of their own success because the Cowboys is the highest rated franchise, ranked money wise, $8 billion, $8 billion. In, in the world. I mean, yeah. so is he successful? Yes, he is. Define success, though. Define success, success, right. Yeah. And if we define it from putting money in your pocket, then it is successful. Yeah. But yeah. you know, fan, as they say, is short for fanatic. Yeah. And we want, so, a, we want a championship.
1: So, what you end up with, a lot of fans or at the games or not Mm -hmm. cowboy fans but people show up because they want to see us lose man so So look i went last
0: year Uh when the broncos came to town and it was more broncos there it looked as the you can see the orange it just appeared to be and Mm -hmm. and like i said i got my seats from i got a friend that's a season ticket holder in california Mm -hmm. and so they were like, hey, you can have these tickets. And that's what's happened. The season ticket holders now are starting to sell it because they can they want to get their money back from spending all their money for season tickets. So right. you get more and more fans that's closer to the field. Yeah. And it affects the noise level. It's crazy. And, yeah,
1: and people are doing it. It's this the cowboy experience of what I what I call it now. Right.
0: You know, they mm-hmm. come
1: here just to be a part of something great. And you know, the, the atmosphere is amazing. product on that field man it's um it's ridiculous man
0: anybody that's realistic man got to understand that they're not putting out a good product out there um yeah i look at um i'm I'm wondering do you what about mark cuban right now i'm just saying does it feel like that like when he won his championship he just okay we good i'm comfortable hey dallas i got y'all a championship we chilling
1: yeah i think um it's similar when you got an owner that's so involved in mm-hmm. the organization, not just from the, the financials of it, but, you know, he's one of the biggest fans. He is one of the most vocal um, owner in the NBA, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, akin to um, to Jerry Jones. Right. So, again, I think if you can cloud your judgment, you know, you look mm-hmm. at the turnover that the Mavericks have experienced over the past few right. years, you know. They brought in Nico mm-hmm. Harris and got rid of real long time. Um, well, not done, GM, doesn't done doesn't say, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And with, I think it was time. It but was, yes. it is, yeah, when you um again, when you're so involved in all parts of it like that, I can see how an owner can um make some I'm trying to use the best word because he's a brilliant man. I don't want to take away from well, emotional
0: decisions, maybe that, that's what you they know? are, man. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, they, yeah. They yeah, leading with their heart. They can't do that. You think about Steve Nash, part. man. Steve Nash yeah. goes on to Phoenix and um win MVP, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um. They had an opportunity. To, now we understand that he could have had Shaq. Shaq said he was ready to come to Dallas and play alongside mm-hmm. Dirk. But, you know, they talk right. about the type of players that Dallas wanted. You know, mm-hmm. it was no secret. They wanted the European, you know, right? right. Yeah. 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 It and it brought real. them success every now and then. They'll get a good player. You know, they had Dirk. Then they That's brought nice. in Pedro Stojakovic and. Right. right. They didn't win until they got those grimy, gritty players like- John Stevenson. Stevenson, and um, yeah. what's the center name that we had? Um, oh, man. Tyson oh, Chandler.
0: Chan- Tyson Chandler, yeah. Chandler, you got to keep people that's from Compton. They get Sean, it out the yeah. mud. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what the yeah. that what young people say, I get it out the mud. Whatever, out that the be, whatever that means. whatever that mean, that's what the young people say. They yeah. get it out the mud. Then
1: they got Sean Marion, you know, he's yeah. a defender, man. Then wow. um, I just remember, um, if you remember uh, when they won, mm-hmm. oh, Jason Terry, man, he was killing oh, it. Yeah. With three, yeah, yeah. but he had this little meme mug after you hit the three. We had to wow. turn around, look at the camera like, yeah, man,
0: hitting them hit with that. Their, uh, their that song from E40, that face, the Fierce Face, the Fierce Face.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this what they started doing. they right. started start doing the Fierce Face. You know, it just brought this tenacity and energy and grit to the game, man. That I think they, um, Dallas, overlooked that.
0: Piece yeah. of it, so. so let's look back. So circle that back to the Cowboys. Then who is the enforcer for the Cowboys? If you, th- is it, I guess it has to be Michael Parsons. I guess they they,
1: they named it last night. He is Trey their defensive Bunch. leader.
0: Yeah, Trayvon off- Diggs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Diggs I mean, brings energy, but that leader is Parsons, man. Yeah. Which not saying that he's not capable. Just think about how many young second-year players are the emotional leader for the right. defense. And not saying that it's not capable, but that speaks to what other players are not.
0: And this other piece, this maybe the last year or next year that they can get this for cheap because it's going to be time to pay bigs and parcels. Oh, In yeah! Year, this was the year to do it. Yeah. And if they don't do it, they're going to yeah. start paying. And this is where Jerry Jones falls short. Remember, yeah. Zeke had to hold out, Dak had to get his leg twisted backwards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Before and that's the nature of the
1: game, right? When, when it's a game that's this violent and this physical, mm-hmm. I get why the players want their money right then and there. But the the owners got to have that same sense of urgency too. No.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on Lamar Jackson. I already did that in a prior episode. If your fans hadn't heard that, you got to go back and check out my yeah. episode on Lamar Jackson. It's ridiculous that yeah. the dude is trying to do this without an agent. But yeah, you know, him hey. and his mom. You know, they're gonna give his mom a Cadillac and get our nails done <laughs> <laughs> and he try to give him a deal you know when it talking yeah. coming down to that money but uh well uh I'll let you put a ball on this uh as far as the Cowboys and we'll get into our my other topic that I wanted to discuss with you and also, mm-hmm. oh, what do you see in the future for the Cowboys if if I said flex your GM for a day without dealing with Jerry Jones you had the total opportunity to take charge what would you what would you do what's your what's your move was you making man first and
1: foremost man i'm cleaning up the staff man they gotta go mm-hmm. well two particular Kellen Moore and uh McCarthy. they gotta go man i right. mean just it, no if ands and buts about it um mm-hmm. after that man we will just go through the old school interview process i'm not opposed to bringing in young talent but man we need to know what you can do apart from, you know, and I think those those um, coaches need to push back and tell me as right. a GM, like, hey, there's a line in the saying that we don't need you crossing over and telling me how to do my job. We right. don't need you on the field, intimidating the coaches and the players and and, and that, like, um, you can go, it can't stop you from speaking to the media, but even to mm-hmm. a point, that can be damaging and, and right. um, not uh, good, good for the product, you know. Um, it's one of those things, like when you talking to the person who pulled all the triggers. Everybody's listening to every word he say, every mm-hmm. tweet that he posts, you know. And I don't, I, well, I should say I don't think. I think he does know it, and that's why he does it. But mm-hmm. I think it can uh, convolute, you know, and and compromise the integrity of the game, and it doesn't mm-hmm. let the coaches be who they are supposed to be.
0: Right yeah okay well i appreciate that man yes, i appreciate your take on the cowboys um this our year that's what i'm talking about dc for l dc for l okay We're back, man. We get into another segment of um, Franklin speaking with T. Hardy, my guest, um, the ultra ultra talented Flex, the producer. I appreciate him having him on. Yeah. What we're gonna talk about now is we talk about the big business of the NFL, and I hate to say it, it was a movie about this about the recession about it's too big to fail, and that's what it feels like the NFL is right now. It's yeah. too big to fail, man. Yeah. Uh, i'ma shoot out a couple of numbers at you real quick, um flex and then i'll let you chime in um, one of the things i would like to point out about the nfl that They signed and this is all of the tv networks including the streaming services they signed an 11 year 110 billion dollar deal wow 110 billion dollar deal for 11 years with all of the TVs, CBS, NBC, Fox, ESPN, Amazon, whoever want to piece of it. Yeah. And so what that means is the market share, right? Yeah. So they take that $110 billion and divide that up into the 32 teams, and then the rest of it goes to the NFL, the headquarters. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's an astonishing amount of money. And that's one of the uh, reasons why I want to talk about they always tell you follow the money yeah that's why the nfl to me is too big to fail because the product people gonna watch it what do you think about that anything any your thoughts and man this is
1: exactly what you're saying it is too big to fail um by their standards you Mm -hmm. know you might not look at it like hey if you ain't doing right you need to be you know pay the penalty pay the cost for it but unfortunately that's that's america more money that you that's pumping pumping through you Mm-hmm. I mean, more untouchable, if that's the right word to use. Um, right. And it's unfortunate because, you know, it's not about the people that's paying the money. It's about the people who was making the money at the top, mm-hmm. you know, and the influence that they have. Man, right. Go back and just to take it away from sports, you know, back when Obama was president and, and um, GM and some of the other automakers, they got the bailout, you know, right. about the airline industry, the bailout that they received. Uh-huh. You know, and it, it's just the nature of a capitalistic society, man. Those people that make the most money or tend to be most valuable, you know, um, right. and I mean, it, it, yeah. is what it is, man. and
0: you go back to that, to go back to what, to like pivot from what you just said, look at Deshaun Watson and look at Callan Kaepernick, yeah. Colin Kaepernick is perceived to be a, he's not an accurate passer. He's kind of like a one trick pony. He can run but he, he don't read defense as well. And he don't, he's not an accurate passer. That's the perception.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you look at Deshaun Watson, a gifted quarterback who was in the top two or three before all this incident happened. If you can play, they'll get you, they'll find you. Like you just said, it's a yeah. capitalistic. And yeah. even all the trials and tribulation he went through.
1: Yeah. It just shows you that um, what our society is forgiving of,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: when it comes to, um, Things like assault, um, especially against women. And I'm not saying Deshaun is guilty or not guilty. Right. But I'm just saying how we uh, will turn a blind blind eye and be more forgiving. You Mm -hmm. know, those type of instances, you know, um, they're just more forgiving. But, you know, when you question a person's um, moral ethics and ethics around um, uh, race issues, Mm -hmm. historically, we just got a bad track record in this. <coughs> right. Excuse I me. mean, it's, that's what it is, man. You got two people um, that, you know, brought a blemish, if you will, on their organizations. One has been forgiven and one have not.
0: Right. Exactly. And what you said about the double stand not you didn't say double standard, but how the money forgive. Look at what Robert happened with Robert Kraft. They set up a sting operation, caught him in a massage parlor and he turned it around and said he was going to sue the police department and all that and it, it just went away yeah. now what what i think happened this is just my opinion he was the most famous fish in there but oh, yeah. if you can't you believe it was some high high lawyers highfalutin people in there in the local area in florida area oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but the biggest fish was robert craft and that's what made the news but he if he took it to court everything would have came out you know yeah, I've been going here for six years. What's the problem now? Yeah. I said right there next to Governor DeSantis. He was right beside me. You know, oh, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. it, man, you know, you yeah,
1: got, you got the ability to quiet. The, <coughs> man, and that's the unfortunate piece of it. But uh-huh. I mean, it is what it is. And the NFL benefits from that.
0: Right. And so the piece that I, that I and that I, what I'm saying is too big to fail. Right. The NFL. Well, I mean, we talk about your Cowboys. Um, they're are $8 billion, man. The, I mean, the most lucrative and profitable franchise in sports, yeah. in the world, in the yeah. world, that's bigger than soccer. That's crazy. Yeah. But does that put pressure on Jerry Jones to put, you know, that's cause that's what I, it looked like he took his focus away from putting the product out there because it's, it's generating money hand over fist anyway. You know, yeah. I think the pressure that he has mainly is from himself. Mm-hmm. you know people
1: are going to continue to praise him as this great business mind right you know, you know it's like um the dallas is like this sports just dominant figure out there you mm-hmm. know so no matter what they do you know you think about some of the scandals that that jerry has experienced i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago where they had the one video where he was um Drinking, girl oh. dancing on the yeah, it stayed yeah, in a in a yeah. spotlight, or whatever. Yeah, he and he went away. Hell, hey. A few
0: a few months ago, he drunk driving. We said, that oh, number Harry Hines. What? He, I mean, yeah. he got into that rig or whatever. Yeah, what's he it's, doing driving? He should be in the back seat somewhere.
1: Hey, especially when you um, yeah, the standard on the players are right? you should not mm-hmm. be driving, and you know. I mean, everybody should have the same standard. It's a dangerous thing to do to drink and drive. to cost people their lives potentially. Right, but so just do it. If who you are and you got the money and the flex and the influence, you know, Jerry mm-hmm. don't have to necessarily put a productive or winning product on the field. He just right. got to build a nice stadium, man. Right, yeah, you know, right. with they, all the art, they keep talking about the
0: art. You know,
1: <laughs> and look at what it brings to the um, city of Arlington. Right, yeah,
0: hotel parking, yeah, and all that, uh huh. It's crazy, home, man, man. Yeah. and that's what it looks like, right? And that's what we're saying. So, like the Deshaun Watson, uh, and I say that because in the in the midst, or we kind of we may be at the end, and forgive me if I don't get canceled. The woke movement, I hope we're not at the end of that. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. The Me Too movement, I mean, me too, yeah. I'm sorry, and um. I just really think the NFL tap danced around women because they, you know, they don't care. Once it kicked off, once the season kicked off, even the women in Cleveland didn't care. You know, about yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Watson, they don't care. Women make up fifty-one percent of their sales, yeah. so fifty-one fifty women is uh buying the product yeah. from the NFL. It's crazy, yeah. and you got to think about what that looks like. You know,
1: some of the women care. Some don't, you know, it's, right? are in a society like, what have you done for me lately? Or mm-hmm. what have you done to me? Like, man, it, it's in the headlines, and then the next week it's gone. Right. People who have been um, hurt or touched by mm-hmm. um, th- those acts, man, you know, they have to live with it. And I think it's a slap in their face to see, right. you know, uh, again, not, you know, saying that you see, like,
0: it's a slippery slope, right? Because yeah. you can't. And that's yeah. what Roger Goodell had to tap dance, right? When that yeah. judge came out with six games, oh, man, that just, yeah. that wasn't what right, does that that? right.
1: When you, you have the um, system set in place where you can, you know, find your players, suspend your players, but then they got it set up to where the even the accused, in which they should, are protected mm-hmm. too. So right. that anybody can't just come and make up any, uh, bring any allegations without proof. But, right. you know, you got the court of uh, public, you know perception
0: yeah. and yeah. you got the legal and then also you still have the um, civil civil right yeah and know. i tell you man where Goodell, where he was in the position he was in because he works for the owners yeah and then you had the cleveland browns come and get that dude 230 million fully guaranteed and it's like they say in the old school they mess up the church's money And they yeah. probably everybody's pissed i'm talking about the owners are pissed at cleveland like why would you – we hadn't even been through any other legal proceeding with this guy, and you have gave it. not only did they give him the money, don't forget they structured it to where he's only getting $1 million this year. That's how yeah. much he's making this year. So the fine wouldn't hit him so hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. But that's the power that he, even the players have. Right.
1: In situation now. So, man, you know, when, you, when you're talking about the uh, burden of being found guilty oh, to prove that someone is guilty, you know, it says beyond reasonable doubt. You know, mm-hmm. so unfortunately, man, I think, do I my personal, this is just my personal feelings. I believe something happened, but right. I also believe that some people were opportunists and jumped on exactly. and watered down the seriousness of the um, situation where mm-hmm. some of the people actually were, were violated. And, you know, it's a money grab, I think, for the attorney, then I don't think they handle it the best way. But even with that, man, you got to think when you're coming up against an organization, Right, you know, like, yeah. but
0: they call it the shield. The shield, man. It <laughs> right.
1: is, yeah, it's tough. I've seen real life where attorneys will avoid a case or not take on a case because they know what it's going to take mm-hmm. to go up against a, a, a large organization or or people that are are liked, even if it's not mm-hmm. an organization. Someone that's just publicly liked, and it's um, sometimes people avoid it because it's not going to be easy, man.
0: You're right, right. Yeah. And it just, I don't know how my, what I've always wondered, man, I grew up just like you watching football, right? Yeah. And now that I'm older, I just don't understand how I got to this point where it's so invincible. You know, they just wait to kick off. If they can make it to the opening day kickoff, they're good. That's how they operate. Wow. Yeah. Remember? So I'm going to go into uh, the Rooney rule, right? When we mm-hmm. talked about the black head coaches, they are not hiring black head coaches. Well, in two thousand three, when they instituted the ruling Roo- rule Roo- Roo- twenty years ago, it was three blackhead coaches at the time. Yeah. That was that's a shame. They said we got to hire more black coaches. We got to yeah. take care. Here we are, two thousand twenty two, and there are two. Yeah. Yeah. We got less than we had when we instituted the rule, and they're still not hiring black coaches. They right, don't care. Right.
1: And it's not a, a a thing about the talent is not there when you look at right. the, the um, how the the league is black dominated for us the players especially mm-hmm.
0: at the field positions um mm-hmm. there is no reason that that's right like this let me correct the fact it is three head coaches i forgot about the coach in uh tampa bay is oh, black yeah. Yeah. but that's because the other coach retired and yeah. said the only way he resigned if they appoint him as a head coach Yeah, and then houston run out and grab lovey smith as a yeah. as a that was a perfect photo op for them to do that that's and true. then of course Mike Tumlin is in Peace and, and now Look, I don't know how you feel well I, I'm not here by any contract I can say this why do people that's not black want to claim they're black I don't know but they coach in Miami he said he's you know he's black Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like,
1: well, he, I think when you go and look at um just how w- what considered to be black you know I right think one drop right 1%. one percent But because what he's he's from He's from Latino um,
0: origins, right? All right. right. Yeah. I don't remember, the name is Mike McDaniel, but I don't know, <laughs> Mike McDaniel. You're
1: talking the guy from um, from Miami? I thought he was yeah. um, like a Latino name or something.
0: He claimed, uh, no, uh-uh. I have to, you gonna make me uh, hit my research button. Okay. I'm the damn sports guy. So yeah. I'm yeah. supposed to do that, I'm supposed <laughs> to do that. I think it's McDaniel though. But, I mean, it's just unbelievable how they do that, man. Yeah, and, and so, why are you
1: looking that up, man? It's, it's crazy. Again, just the whole rule in itself. You understand? Yeah, Michael Lee McDaniel. McDaniel, okay. He was a former coach from uh, Miami that filed the lawsuit said that they was trying to get him to tank games. So, yeah, that's Brian Flores.
0: Flores, that's, that's what, what
1: I'm about. thinking about.
0: Okay, yeah. Brian Flores, let me tell you about him. So, what do they do? They go in and investigate Miami. They find something wasn't white. They found them innocent of the tanking, but they did find them guilty of tampering. Like when they were they were trying to get Tom Brady to come down there, so yeah. they took a draft pick next year and stuff like that. So yeah. Brian Flores, just like most coaches, when they, when you when you sin against the football league, the NFL, you got two choices: you can go to Alabama and work under Nick Saban to get your sins <laughs> washed away, or you can go to Mike Tomlin, and that's where he is in Pittsburgh. And Mike Tomlin, he had a way. As a special coordinator, yeah, you won't hear from him ever again. Yeah,
1: Yeah. unfortunately, man, that's where we are. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's the money, and it talks. And when you get to talking about um, people potentially protesting you, or the powers that be that don't like it, man, they—it depends on who's going to protest, right? You know, because let's just go back to Kaepernick. You know, a certain demographic was protesting with Kaepernick, exactly
0: wrong demographic that's getting yeah. you noise know, right yeah
1: that's yeah. so that's it man but yeah that ruling rule man just back to your original question i get why they implemented it but it's been a disaster because it's only at the head coach uh, right position. And exactly. the thing is, a lot of head coaches come from these other position assistant coaches mm-hmm. coordinators so i think i don't know if it's happened but they talked about even um making sure that we have rep-
0: black people have representation In those positions as well. Uh, So look what you think about that. So they said, because I mean your black pride kick in too, right? Where I don't want you to give me nothing, I want to earn it on my own. But so they said, like, let's say if the Dallas Cowboys hire a black coach, they're gonna award them a third round draft pick. Ain't that crazy? You know, you see what I'm saying? You get compensation if you hire a black guy, but not if you hire a white guy,
1: yeah. But I think (laughs) when you look at it in its totality and realize, like you have to incentivize people sometimes to do the right thing, which is that ridiculous. Is, that's if ridiculous. Right, if it's ridiculous. Right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But, right. Okay. For this first pick, let me go and hire someone in minority status. You know. Right. You know, usually it's going to be someone black, but it just, that's the nature of the beast, man. Yeah. That's so
0: they get compensated. So, yeah. and so the Rooney rule was a disaster too because uh, Brian Flores and several coaches have come out, um, Marvin Love, uh, Hugh Jackson, that it, it just felt like a courtesy interview. They knew they didn't have a shot at the job. Just formality. Right. Just formality. jones
1: already had McCarthy picked as his head coach. Exactly. First, because of the ruling rule, let me go in and check the box. Yeah, that Let's interview like a,
0: a special teams coach that has been in the league one year. least well, yeah. black. I interviewed him. No, yeah. he ain't get, he don't have any head coaching experience. Let,
1: let me fly a <laughs> dude down here. Business right off anyway. You know, Right. Let, he's let, our let first let interview. Down here. We did it. Hey, make a headline
0: about it and yeah. now let's get mccarthy in here yeah that's crazy man this <laughs> wild. uh it's just, it's just unbelievable how how, yeah. how it goes man but the, and that's what i'm saying is that they just whatever they come up against you know that's the only the only organization i don't see the lgtbq i, I hope i got all that all the letters come up against and not win because the guy from the raiders that came out is gay last year He's yeah. cut this year. He's not on anybody's roster. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just, you know, it's just for what reason he played a great season. But yeah. you know, just ain't how the NFL roll. Michael Sam, they, they came with all kind of reasons to so say he couldn't play when he yeah. when he got drafted from Missouri. Even though it was weird he was kissing that guy on draft day. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you, it's just certain things. But the NFL just don't, they don't care. Man. They don't yeah. care. I hate yeah. to say it. That's the only way I can say it. Even yeah. though it looks like they care, they don't.
1: Yeah, they will put out. They hire the best publishers and you know marketing people and the right and all those areas to bring that together. But at the end of the day, they care about one thing:
0: ticket right. Exactly, ticket
1: sales and, 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 and air
0: And the very dude that's paid to govern the NFL works for all those owners that he's paid yeah. to govern that is so it's oh, yeah. just weird, if it wasn't
1: for the players union man these people would do which oh you know, man mean, yeah. yeah and and that's still you know they their power is limited still yeah yeah because
0: yeah. even like so you go back to the Watson thing if they collectively bargained for they could get an independent arbitrator which they did yeah. she came out with six game. Well the collective bargaining part piece that I'm bringing up, they they negotiated the the NFL did where if they disagree with the arbitrator, they can get another one. Yeah. It's I mean, you know what I'm saying? Roger Goodell still got the final say so. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. And that's oh, and it's right. Like, so the system worked like it was supposed to, but you didn't like it. So now they
0: go exactly. Back. Exactly. It is so crazy. Man, that's wild. Well look, man, hey, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, I just wanted to talk about how the NFL is big and it is big. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate all your input, man. It's conversational. um I'm gonna try to reach out if you got friends play class. if they're passionate about a team, you know, I, I'll invite them on man I, yeah. I'll enjoy it. so I got one one question and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna let you um, speak about some of your endeavors and then uh we'll we'll wrap it up, okay. Yeah. So here's my question. I t- I told you this before in the pre-production meeting that I was gonna <laughs> that I was gonna ask you uh, the sports. I need to know your three favorite teams in football, basketball, and baseball. Those are the big sports. If you got a hockey team, I'll take it. But
1: yeah,
0: football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. So just a little background on it before I answer that. Okay. Um, you know, we
1: both military people, so right. you know when you go out and you know travel and be around um, other military members from other parts of the country, you mm-hmm. you tend to want to represent your home home state or home city and or whatever. For still me, good. I'm a big time homer, man. You see my mm-hmm. home? You yeah, I see, homer, you see, yeah, yeah, see. DC for L DC for So of course, right. boys, man. Uh, football. All um, right. Be, uh, basketball man i'm a huge mavericks fan, man I, oh I, wow uh, yeah yeah man they, um, they look good though yeah work. hey but we just need to get over that hump and um mm-hmm. baseball when i do watch baseball i don't watch as near as much as i used to um it's just a long game man you know yeah softball, I get I like, it. so I'm, i like the rangers of course yeah um, college football man oh um,
0: yeah horns, man you know okay I'm right. Man. You know, man, all right man, so, looking good all man, right well. Yeah. Uh, Just, just for the sake of, so I'm being honest with you. My life is horrible right now. Uh, I'm a Bronco fan, and we look like crap last night as we as we are recording this. I'm doing it with a a heavy heart. Uh, I'm a Broncos fan in football, basketball. I don't know. I'm the foreign exchange. I'm a San Antonio Spurs. I don't know what we're doing down there. I'm a Rangers fan. I don't know what the hell we doing. And I, I got to tell you, I'm a Dallas Star fan in hockey. I love the stars. So, yeah, whatever, yeah. the Broncos just came about because I'm old enough to remember when football was three yards in a cloud of dust. It was a running back. Well, Elway came on the scene in 83, so I would have been like 10 or 11. I used to just fall in love with the way they were throwing that ball, the, the three amigos. And, and then my dad told me, a real man don't switch teams. So, he wouldn't let me switch when I said I would like the Broncos when I was a kid. So, I had to stick with them yeah so that's I, so i just i oh,
1: mean i love the Broncos. There you so is. <laughs> that's it but
0: I, what i'll ask you is um this is your time one minute two minute three minute uh if tell us what you got going on and what my listeners because where they can check you out and things yeah. like that man yeah i don't even need that much time man but um
1: again we're on um we got our own podcast platform and they just to give you kind of an idea of how we're set up if you think about what XM and Sirius Satellite Radio is, Mm -hmm. how they got different uh, shows under it. That's Mm -hmm. how the Floor is Yours podcast is set up. So it's just what the name says, Um, the Floor is Yours podcast, LLC. We are um, organized as a a company, and um, we have several shows under there where we deal with um, social issues, politics. Um, We talk about um, home buying and other topics in the financial world like credit and money management we do um relationships man that's a big heavy part of what we do it's relationships because i believe our entire existence hinges on us forming and fostering healthy relationships so we're heavy in the in the relationship um arena and other things um dealing with the culture too so again man we'll appreciate everybody if they go out to the floor is yours podcast um and and follow us we're on youtube we're on facebook we're on TikTok, um and um just check out your 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 favorite social media platform and, and look for us and you've been a, a guest man yes, yes that, awesome, man. We man. Talk about, um me and, and our challenges mm-hmm, right you know, go go
0: check us out follow us there's some good information out there yeah I know I tune in a lot to your the financial health that you do with the, yeah. the other gentleman. I'm sorry, I forget his name. Yeah, yeah he would be having some good information, man, positive information. So, uh, yeah, I do check you out. Only okay. thing I did I'm missing, and we're going to talk off camera one day about that. You need a sports category. This hey, is man. me throwing my hand in the ring. <laughs> hey,
1: bro. Right here, sign the contract on the screen.
0: All right, boom. 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 <laughs>
1: yes we'll get together man we, we were just talking about you with my uh, co-producer yesterday late but she was like man we need a sports guy so
0: right man, I, and that's you. why i jumped into this arena man uh, yeah. because you don't see a lot like you you mentioned it in the earlier segment about the athletes are taking or they get into it yeah but then we need a grass person because there's yeah. fans like you out there they got a voice i got a voice i want to interview everyday people that got a voice that want to hear talk about their team you know right Right. And that's what it's about, man. And, yeah. And
1: uh, man, you're doing a great thing, man. I have watched several of your shows, man. I enjoy it. And a lot of people don't know, man. You're you're one of the funniest guys that <laughs> I, I ever met that. in my life, man. I appreciate and, that, man. You know, your family, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate what you're doing, man. And anything that I can do to support you, man. Hey, I'm
0: here for you, bro. Right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up with that, man. Well, I appreciate having you. And uh hey guys, y'all stay tuned next week. We'll get another episode in. Peace. Right. Peace. Now it's time to leave you with my quote. This quote is inspirational and motivational. It's from Oprah Winfrey. It goes, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. That's from Oprah Winfrey. Appreciate all the love. Thanks, you, guys. Peace.